Hey everyone, coming up this week, uh, we're talking about uh, the Incredible Hulk coaster, dining at Universal City Walk and Universal Studios in Japan in the buzz. And then right after that, we're going to be talking about Universal Classic Monsters because it's October now, live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Universal Edition. Of This is episode 59 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another one of these. I am your host, Craig Williams, joined today by a very tired... Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hello, everyone. <laughs> but she can explain why she's tired in a little bit. In housekeeping, in housekeeping. even. That's, it's good housekeeping. Um, also joined, joining us here, the two of us at the table, in the back, associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Yeah, you'll never get sick of hearing that, will no, you? No, I will not. No. I'd like a good confirmation. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Um, oh, yeah, we have a, I won't say it's a great episode today, but we do have another episode. Um, episode. I like know. how you always set the bar so low at the beginning <laughs> so people can only go up from here. Oh, that's that's how I live life in general. It's always make sure that the bar is set low set, and... Yeah. Uh, Expectations low so that we can exceed them. Yeah. That's the best way to be about everything in life. If you go in everything with low expectations, you can't be disappointed. Usually. Oh, yeah, usually. I'm, I'm disappointed with uh, pretty much everything all the time. Uh, so, yeah, big, big show um, for anyone out there who uh, likes history. I like history. Uh, for anyone who likes Halloween stuff. For anyone who likes movies, this is the show to be watching today because we are going to go in-depth and talk about the best places to find uh, the classic monsters in uh, Universal Orlando in general. I don't want to just say Universal Studios Florida because there's one outside of the parks Ooh. that I completely forgot about. Um, yeah, so that that's all coming up, and we do have buzz to get through too, but I know we actually have housekeeping today. Uh, mm -hmm. Several of us have housekeeping, so I want to jump straight into that. First off, uh, last week I promised you a look at the Cabana Bay mug, and I forgot it, and this is it today. It's Isn't super this awesome? Cute. How are you holding that up? That is so With cute. With a handle. That's cuter than the Christmas one, I, I think. I like the, uh, show the, hold on, I'm going to come back to you. Go show the witch. Because I like that she's like the bewitch. I yeah. like the mummy. Like, oh, no, it's all very cool. So I'm sorry for everyone who's listening right now. Uh, I'll make sure that I take a picture or at least do like a screenshot of this and put that in the show notes, one or the other. Um, I like how Dracula's getting ready to oh, hold yeah. his nose because he's going to jump in the water. And I mean, it's accurate because it's nighttime. That's it the is. only time he's allowed to go out at night. So, hey, even more classic monsters no. coming here right at the start of the show. Who would have thunk? That works. That it does totally work. Works. Notice Craig's shirt. My classic wow. monster shirt, too. He I'm is really just that carrying the today. theme throughout the whole thing. Guys, the most important housekeeping, first off, it's October 1st. So, yeah, it's Walt Disney World. It, sorry, not Walt Disney World's birthday. Magic Kingdom's birthday. Kind of Walt Disney World's, too. So, in a way. Um, but it's all those birthdays are happening today. But the most important thing is that uh, for all those people who are sticklers about watching Halloween movies and stuff early. It this is, is time. It's the time. Uh, it's now officially Halloween season. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's my housekeeping. Uh, oh. Was that? Is that housekeeping? <laughs> that, that's my housekeeping. Okay. My personal housekeeping. Jenny Lynn's Ru got some. Well, do you have oh, any rhino? I do, before? yeah. No, I know JL's is going to take a couple seconds. Oh, so I was just going to let ladies first. That's all. I don't care. Okay. I'll go if you then want me go. to. go. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I met one of our listeners recently. Actually, I met a bunch of them because we were in New England, but specifically here on vacation, I met Mark from the UK and another Mark from the UK. It was Mark and Mark. Mark and Mark. Um, and um, they're very cool. I'm. They're going to listen to this when they get back, but I just want to say thanks for hanging out. I had a good time. And then uh, I have a... Cheerio. I'd really like to point out that... Um, I don't know why I just cut back to you. Oh, thank you. Okay. I'm not sure. um, 
a friend of mine was like, I like how you're the Kramer of this podcast. And he's like, I don't mean that in an offensive way. I just mean that I'd call you the Joey of the podcast, but I don't think he's uh, capable of the quips hmm. that you are. But I appreciated that. That was a nice, a weird compliment that I can't really get out of my head because I don't really feel like I'm weird enough to be Kramer. But Yeah, I thought I was... If anyone was the Kramer of the podcast, that'd be me. Dude, you're the Jerry of this podcast. I hate to break it to you. Nah, <laughs> There's no way you're not Jerry. Come on. Every time I say something to you, you always go, that's a shame. Like, that's yeah. your, that's your, that's your, that's <laughs> a shame. Well, I mean, I, I guess I also, I, I guess I'm a mixture of Jerry and George together. Yeah. I'll allow that. Well, so. then we got Elaine over there at the table. So Should I start spastic yeah. dancing or something? Yeah, okay, oh, yeah if you could do kicks. it. Wow, she knew something today. You're getting good. And last week you quoted a movie that you none know? of us knew. Hey. You're on fire. <laughs> oh. Okay. I hope well, those picked up on the audio. I'm gonna, oh, they did. Okay, Don't worry. That was, um, JL actually got up for a tap dance for anybody who's listening. So We actually, I mean, not to piggyback on your housekeeping, but we've been meeting a lot of people recently, uh, especially whenever we were at Epcot for the Food and Wine Festival. We got stopped quite a few times. Yeah. I wanted to throw out two more. Um, at Halloween Horror Nights, whenever I went last week, I ran into two other listeners, Derek and Jason. And I know Jason has sent me Facebook messages since, and I, I'm not ignoring you. I just rarely get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So that's why that happens. But no, so meeting a lot of cool people recently. So yeah. awesome. And, uh, Keep yeah. saying hi. And, and Craig always says this when he uh, meets people, is that I... It seems weird. It's just weird to me that people can recognize our faces when we haven't seen them. So I'm I'm just not used to it. But some people I've heard like some people were too afraid to come up and say hi and stuff like that. And I'm like they should never feel like that. If you ever see any of us out, at least this goes for me. And I know you feel the same way, Jenny Lennon. I I am. Craig is always very gracious that you should always come and say hello. Like it's always nice to hear some that positive feedback. And on that note too, I am going to tell everybody that I have officially purchased my ticket for Halloween Horror Nights, and I'm going tomorrow night in Hollywood. So if anybody who's listening wants to come say hi there, go ahead. Because last week people were afraid that I was offended by people being fans or something like that, and that's not the case. So please come and watch me cry. So Okay. Okay, your turn. <laughs> JL, you're up. Okay. Do, do you really want me to explain why I'm tired? Yeah. Um, yeah ex- well, I mean, go into why you're tired and then go into your other housekeeping you have, too. Let's okay. just let's So, guys, get it I'm up. sorry for my appearance today. I'm super tired. Um, I've been running on caffeine and fumes for about a week now because uh, we have a thing in our company called The Fam. Mm-hmm. Where we tour the resorts so and the travel, parks. The travel agency part of the thing. Yeah. There's familiarization. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. And um, so I've been running between that and another side project I'm doing. Um, there's a documentary being filmed about hardcore Disney fans who make it their life. And um, so I, I'm participating in that. So I'm, I'm jumping in between the filming for that and, you know, doing my job. And I'm, you know, completely frazzled. And do I have children? I don't know. I haven't seen them. <laughs> So, <laughs> thank God for Alexandra Vigorito, who's... Is that one of your so, kids? Uh, she is now for this week. Um, she's been really gracious. She's uh, been staying with me for the week and taking care of my kids for me. Aww. So, thank you, Alex. And thank you, Sam, for letting your daughter come stay with us. She's just been such a blessing to me this week. Um, awesome shout out. Yeah. I wish I was there. And... Um, if we're shouting out to people we met, I want to say hello to Neil because he actually um, recognized me while we were doing the filming in the parks this week. And that was really, really cool. And I was super flattered by it, um, had a reaction to it like, oh, you know who I am. And it actually was caught on film. I don't know if it's going to end up being in the documentary <laughs> or not, but <laughs> it was a fun experience. So hi, Neil. Oh. And thank you. Jenny Lynn just reminded mm-hmm. me of another housekeeping thing. What? Um, yesterday was National Podcast Day. Oh, and and but your show National Podcast yeah, Day, guys. Yeah. Your show was pre-recorded, so I, you I don't think you guys mentioned it or, or knew it. So, but I just you know want to say that because some people threw some love our way, and I just wanted to say thank you for that uh, for recognizing yeah. us on that day. And so, thanks to both thanks, of yeah. you, and Hooray thanks for all of us. Thanks to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Team for setting up all those wonderful familiarization events and inviting oh us, gosh, the podcast team, to come great, along. Great, great yeah. event. It is. It's uh, it's been worth the lack of sleep. Um, okay, so the second thing was uh, 
last week, in the middle uh-huh. of all my craziness, I went to Halloween Horror Nights with some friends of mine who I meet up with every year. This is our third year doing Halloween Horror Nights together. And this year, we stepped it up a notch, and we did the private RIP tour that you were talking about before. Yeah. Because it was my friend Matt's birthday, and that was what he wanted for his birthday. So we all did that. And that was a fantastic experience. I know that it is crazy expensive, but if you guys ever have the opportunity to do something like this where you have you get your group together and you split up the cost or whatever it is, we got around everywhere in the park, did some of the house t- houses twice, saw both the shows, and had multiple stops at bathrooms to get drinks. Let me tell you, the group that I was with, we were not an easily traveling group. We had a lady with a, a hip problem and... Another one that needed to keep stopping for the bathroom. And we had one of those situations where apparently nobody could uh, decide to go to the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> so one person would go and then we'd, you know, walk a little ways and then someone else would go. Or we'd still be at the same stop. And when the one person came out of the bathroom, then before we could go anywhere, the second person would decide, oh, yeah, you know what, I need to go. And it just so even with all of that uh, drama in the way, we still made it around to every single house two of them twice, both shows. We missed nothing. Importantly, That's though, awesome. what's your favorite? My favorite has to be Jack's house. You like that one? Yeah, I, I can't. I don't think that one's topped. It's just so visually well done. And um, But I disagree with you guys about Alice in the Asylum 3D house. Of course, Everybody I went does. through it without my... I went through it without the glasses. I did not do the glasses. That's important. I My opinion on that has changed, and I... I don't think it should be a 3D house. I no, think it should just be a flat out. It's great without yeah. the glasses. It's better without the glasses. It's so much better without the glasses. I wish I would have never put the glasses on to begin with. I went against my better judgment on that. Mm-hmm. It's gone up, not just in my book, but um, at this point, the only thing that's in that intolerable level is The Walking Dead, because that house is. That one's just a little bit boring. Um, and that's with me being a Walking Dead fan. But um, I. Shame. I thought body collectors bordered a little bit on too graphic. Yeah, a little bit too much. Um, Jason and Freddie was very, very scary for me. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I I really enjoyed that house. It was scary without me being afraid for my life, and that's what I like that balance. Um, the scare actors were all on point. I really liked. I gotta go again. I really liked how the mm-hmm. streets worked this year. And um, I'm trying to think if there's any other things that really kind of struck me. I, I think that was, oh, run, run. That house is terrifying. Yeah. I Terrifying. It's turning into one of my favorites every time I go back. It's uh, that, really fun. I did a really good job about keeping my eyes open through almost all of the houses this year because I was trying really, really hard. I was like, I got to pay attention so that I can know what I'm talking about if I ever have to talk about it. I couldn't keep my eyes open and run that one. It just didn't work. I had to close them. And even yeah. with that, they were still screaming, screaming in my ear, look at me. <laughs> I was just, I thought I was going to die. Oh, I went on Saturday night just by myself to do some filming and other stuff. And I finally got to watch the Jack show, which I know you didn't really I enjoy wasn't a big that much, fan of that. But I, I loved it. I mean, it was everything you could want. Bad, cheesy dialogue. It um, was terrible dialogue. Terrible dialogue. Uh, a lot of sexy dancers. You can never get enough sexy dancers. And, sexy um, dancers. Why are they always There's women? Aerialists. I like the aerialists. No, there was a lot of men. Oh, well, I'm going back. There were a lot of yeah, men in this show. Um, no, it was just overall, it was a hokey good time. I thought I that the girl, it. the girl Chance, yeah. I thought she did a fantastic Incredible. job. She's yeah. really good. I, I absolutely agree. And I had probably the best run I will ever have in uh, Jack Presents. I was going to say, literally, I timed everything perfectly. I saw every single character that I think was supposed to come out. Yeah. I almost don't want to do the house again. <laughs> you because you don't want to ruin the experience. You yeah, want to leave it on that tarnished. note. <laughs> but no, it's the event is definitely like every year. It's getting better and better as the weekends go on. So it starts back up again tonight. I probably will uh, attempt to run over at least once or twice this weekend to see what they've uh yeah. What they're coming up with now in terms of finding new ways to scare people all the time. But yeah, but no, I that. can only yeah. say good things about this event. I think this year is better than all the other years that I've been. And um, 
But, you know, that private tour probably had a lot to do with it. We had a fantastic tour guide. Oh, P.S., in case you guys ever do this, just keep in mind you're actually supposed to tip your tour guides at the end. So bring cash in hand. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. And, uh, yeah, that does it for my housekeeping. Perfect. Well, I think that does it for all of our housekeeping then. So let's jump straight into the buzz. Uh, What? Uh, The buzz? Rhino's not ready to jump into the buzz. Yes, I am. There it is. That's about, oh, you started on the end. That's why. I like to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going in the reverse order on the slides. So. Oh, okay. So, spoiler alert for anybody who saw that. Mm. Here's a blank buzz for Okay, you. <laughs> yes. First up in the buzz. Uh, well, if you haven't been to Universal in uh, the past little bit, um, well, The Incredible Hulk, we know it's been closed now since uh, last month to start its major massive renovations that are lasting until next year. Um, I don't think I expected these renovations, even though I knew that they said, oh, we're going to get new trains, we're going to get new tracks. I I think it's going to be massive. Um, Photos have been really bouncing around Twitter right now. I couldn't get permission to use any of them, so that's why I don't have anything to show, but hopefully someone will get it so I can retweet someone here later with the pictures. But, like, they literally just took the trains and dropped them off in a junkyard. Oh, wow. So, it's, they are, like, throwing this thing away so quickly. Piece of the the track started getting removed. Now they're ending up at the junkyard, too. They're not even being, like, repurposed or anything like that. So, they're just, like, rebuilding this ride. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're rebuilding the entire section. Right now, the main portion they're working on is right behind Stormforce. Uh, right there in that whole back valley section. And like I, I went over there to kind of check it out. And I knew a lot of the good places to get photos have been blocked off at this point. But, I mean, there is a substantial portion of the ride completely missing right now. Wow. It's not like they took out just like one or two piece and while, pieces. And while I was standing there, they had a crane in there lifting another piece out. So, Do you think this- they're secretly demolishing the ride? No, they're not. Um, And they're not going to completely demolish the entire ride. Because one of the things in the tiny, tiny buzz picture down there below. Mm -hmm. um, I see two hulks. You see two hulks. The one in the background is the very 90s cartoon hulk that is basically what all of Marvel Superhero Island is. Those 90 designs for all the Marvel characters. Mm -hmm. This hulk... And I, I apologize for those watching the video. It's tiny. I'll make sure I put us a bigger photo in the show notes so you can see it. But this is like the 60s cartoon oh, version of the Hulk. And on all of the construction walls, uh, that's like there's two sections of those with that small glimpses. But on the construction walls, they actually have uh, frames from the comics kind of lining those up as their little construction decoration. Hmm. Something to look at as, as you walk past. And it's all, again... It's all that 60s style Hulk. So it almost, I, I haven't been They're, keeping up with Marvel and a lot of the changes that are happening to Superhero Island, besides the rumors of um, adding something with the Avengers in and taking away Doctor Doom. But this makes me think that the whole island is going to be revitalized to that classic they're, they're, version they're of the They're going characters. for like a new aesthetic over there. Yeah. So that's cool. That's neat. I hope so. I hope that's the case. And it's just not for the construction walls because. I think that would be so cool. Yeah. I'm about to ask a question that I hope you can answer, but you might not be able to. Go ahead. How does this work with the agreement that Disney has with Marvel? I mean, I thought this was just my, you know, rumored understanding of the situation was that if they ever redid anything or they wouldn't be allowed to redo anything because now Disney owns Marvel. No, they... I, I know I goes back and forth, and every time I try to read the entire long agreement about it, I always miss something and completely don't understand everything. But as far as I'm still concerned, uh, as you understand it, understand it, um, Universal just flat out has the theme park rights, so they can okay. do whatever they want to the area and they maintain the rights for an indefinite period of time as long as it is being maintained. So that means they can make it better, they can change the design. Uh, okay. I doubt. And this is where I bet I I can't happen, but I doubt Disney would ever grant them the rights to use like any of the actual movie versions yeah, right, of the, the characters. Right, the real life versions. Yeah, like if there was an Avengers style Spider Man ride, 
it would have to be the cartoon versions. It wouldn't be like they're allowed to, you know, take actual clips from the movie and place them in there. Okay. Yeah, but even 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 uh, then, I think there's a little bit of a, a thing because I know they have a Spider-Man and the Avengers cartoon show on Disney XD, so I don't know if they'd even let them do something like that, combining it's, them together. They have the, I believe again, I still don't know, they have rights to any character that is currently in there. Okay. So anything that they've already had in there before fantastic four characters they get, um, they get grandfather all of the x-men those all get even if it's just a minor they were on a minor sign or something like that they still have the rights to use those ones it's stuff that's more obscure yeah, that the they guardians. obviously what's that like guardians they can't yeah. have the guardians yeah they never had any billboards of guardians in there if they would have that would have been protected too so uh but then again Someone always corrects me on how I get it wrong each time. So. It, it's, it's a confusing document to read. It's it it's it's a lot of legal jargon. Like it's out there. You can find the agreement, but it's very loose yet like close knit at the same time. So it's 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 hard to really wrap your mind around it. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah. So uh, definitely, if you're in the area or you're visiting soon, go and check out what is happening over there because it is definitely on a different level and it's pretty cool to watch this be able to happen right now i just if they start like messing with that initial loop and all that's so obviously they're they're reworking the launch that was part of the what they were going to redo but like at whenever if construction moves to the first main loop and all that and it's way more visible to see that'll be cool mm-hmm. um because this is a big deal they're completely rebuilding sections of a roller coaster, which I've never really watched happen before no. in Orlando. So let's move on to our next one. A little get us hungry because we're getting hungry. Um, mm-hmm. NBC Sports Grill and Brew. We've been kind of talking about it along the way with the announcements of that. Uh, right now, the rumblings are happening that we are looking at an October 6th grand opening. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I did not realize Is it that was the, that close. I yeah. knew, You could see it going up fast. <sighs> I did not realize it was that fast. So I take a red-eye flight back from California Monday night to get here at 6 a.m., and then we'll have to do the show. And then if that's opening, we'll have to go there and see Oh, yeah, place, then we'll right? be going there. So next week, you're going to be the one again. that's <laughs> tired and running on caffeine and fumes. Yeah, pretty much. I, I told you, don't red-eye home, and then we have to do a show all day. It's cool. I like an adventure. It's a one-of-a-kind thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're looking at in October 6th. Grand opening, hopefully. A real soft opening. Not a grand opening. They always save that for a big event. So, um, yeah, but they're, if you walk past, they are in full swing on the inside. They're training. The TVs are they're, on and stuff, I think. The TVs are all on inside. They still don't have the big TV outside hooked up. The massive one that you'll be able to see from outer space, I believe. Uh, and, and they're really going to work in there. They even have, at this point, they are so close to opening. They have the hostesses standing outside making sure that people know that they aren't open. So okay. just don't walk in because um, walls and construction barriers keep coming further and further down to get closer to opening. So uh, if anything changes on their opening, of course, we will let you know uh, via social media and all that good stuff. Um, but hopefully next week we will be... Uh, we'll have a dining review. We'll maybe. have a dining review going <laughs> up of the brand new restaurant coming to CityWalk, which I'm still I'm getting very, very excited about this. Uh, it looks cool. It, it looks so cool. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's a glorified sports bar, but... No, I, I love the... Um, I know you can't really see it in this picture, but that like kind of wooden outside, that wraparound, yeah. I love how they have the like patio. those lights out yeah. there and stuff. It looks very, very nice. It's very rustic looking. And uh, then on the opposite spectrum of uh, NBC Sports Grill and Brew getting closer to opening, uh, the teardown of NBA City is going quicker and quicker. I don't know... What it looked like whenever you were over there the last time, whenever I went, uh, it is now, I'll have a picture of that up in the show notes, but now the uh, the logo man, the NBA logo man is completely down. Pretty much all of the signage is off oh. the front of the building. Wait, you mean the 20-story man <laughs> yeah. that's out front? He's gone. Where do you put something like that? I'm guessing that they're, yeah, I, I don't know. 
Where do you put something like that? I don't know. My God, if that thing ends up on top of Disney Quest, whenever <laughs> it's the new NBA experience. I mean, if the Giants ever attack, they'll know there's the warning yeah. like sign. It, it kind of reminds me of in The Simpsons, one of the Halloween episodes, whenever all the icons come to life and start moving around. What if the NBA logo man did that? Don't. I'm, I can't. Oh, great. Now I'm not going to sleep on the plane. <laughs> that thing was terrifying. You weren't going to sleep anyways because Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 is going to no, be on. No, so. Paul Blart Mall Cop, just Mall Cop 2. That's Sorry, what the lady kept saying to me. Mall um, Cop 2, anybody who wants to watch it. Yeah, so that kind of, whenever I saw that though, it got me excited about um, about what's actually happening still with CityWalk. After all those big changes and revitalize that entire area, you know, it felt so fresh. And now we have a new one opening up that's going to help to that. Hopefully something good goes in NBA City. But... The one question I want to ask everyone here is if there was one other thing that you think should be changed after the new edition, whatever will take the place of NBA City, what do you think it should be? Or do you think City Walk will be perfect at that point? No, I mean, no they need they can need to continue to have more eating options. Um, but what should replace it? I don't know. You're asking me to use my brain. Yeah. Like, I'm too tired. Um, I don't know if I... I would say something up in the nightclub area. Something up there could be updated or... Wait, are you talking about going into the building or the spot where NBA is? Or do you just mean... Oh, I mean, we can speculate forever on what's going into NBA. But after that, they can't just be finished with City Walk. They've got to keep it going. So what next? I'd like to see them just continue to add more cool shops like Pick. Like, I, I want to see more... like want more shopping. Yeah. I, I, well, I want it to be like how it is in Hollywood, where it is actually a place that I'd be like, okay, I do want to go in the stores here, and I do want to do, you know, I want to do some stuff. I want to go here for dinner and then maybe go into, like, a store or two or something like that. I don't really feel like that right now. See, I'm the opposite. Right now, obviously, uh, I almost loathe stuff like the Red Coconut Club. Oh, uh, that's what I like said. Something like that could go. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of in the club. It, uh, the groove. It's just a place to go to watch people slowly die yeah, at he night. Was, he was saying to get more shops and replace the... Oh, the I know. I was going to circle into there now. Oh, but oh, okay. the one thing I also disagree on is I, I don't think there is any type of shopping that they could ever put into CityWalk that would be unique enough to make it worthwhile. I know like pick you enjoy going there and I've been in there with you, but a lot of that retail is way overpriced. You can find it anywhere else cheaper. And right in Orlando alone, you have Florida mall, you have the mall at millennia, you have two outlets. Mm -hmm. There's enough shopping already in Orlando that let's kind of steer away from that unless there are truly one-of-a-kind unique shopping experiences in City Walk, and let's go with more dining. Or um, even revamp the upstairs. They're really good at making their own unique creations, but yet we still have the Burger King Whopper Bar, Moe's, and Panda Panda Express. Maybe start coming up with like two unique quick-service dining locations that could fill that upstairs area. Well, I'd like to see somewhere else like a cowfish type of a place, something that's like got the cool fusion, cool food. I like that the hot dog place is there. I want more of like those maybe quick, but unique. Yeah. I think maybe a cool concept that would possibly work in um, city walk. Have you all, Teresa and I just did our review of this yesterday to cafe to two tango and I drive. Yeah. I think maybe the concept behind that where you go in and it's just a bunch of little small, um, it's, you don't sit down and like have a meal. Everything kind of comes out Topics. and it's intended to be shared. Tapas. Tapas. Is that what the term is? Yeah. Shared plates. Appetizers. Shared plates. Yeah. Appetizers. Well, something else is going on, whether it's music or at Cafe Tutu Tango, they have art going on all the time. Tapas. I think that that would fit in really well at City Walk. Yeah. Um, something along those lines. Heck, I even, I would go on your boat and say, uh, what about, What's in terms of, of quick service, what about like a, a vegan own the option Heck start yeah. uh, they could be the pioneers there yeah 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 i mean that hasn't really happened in a theme park i know like yeah. uh they actually had, I, they had baby cakes in downtown disney yeah no get um, rid of with, that. but that was just a bakery that wasn't yeah. um that wasn't like a eat you know come in and eat type no, thing i i think they could absolutely pioneer that could make for something cool yeah or even some more uh quote-unquote experiences that aren't revolving around food. I mean, 
Like I can't an, think like of what one. Like an adventures club or something, like uh, Maybe something that's like an experience. One an of those experience. What are those um, rooms that you got to solve the thing to get out of in an escapology? hour? Escapology, yeah. like yeah. something like that, or I mean, I'm not. I I can't think of anything other than bowling right now. But the idea being, you go there to do something. A bowling you know? alley would be cool too. Oh yeah, I would love to see a bowling alley there. I'd actually love to see one of those escape rooms there take the place of one of the clubs that. You know, but then again, you get the clubs because people can drink. As long as you can mix in drinking with that kind of experience, which bowling, bowling alley, you yeah. absolutely can, then it can all really start to come together like Escapology that. Escapology well, might be kind of fun to do while you're oh, and drinking because you have a <laughs> might make it a little more challenging. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would even say leave like Rising Star, like leave your one bar and make it your karaoke bar, and then yeah, turn the rest into something because yeah. that seems the most popular. That's the only one worthwhile going to. Yeah, I love going well, to Rising Star because that's entertaining yeah. too to see other people. Sometimes get people up and are great. Badly. Sometimes they're terrible. I just love that it's like the band's there, and you can always tell when they're terrible because the band gets really loud yeah. and really good. And you're like, oh, God, this guy sounds good. <laughs> and of course, that's, that's on weekends. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Sad during. The but yeah, so City Walk, we will continue following uh, what happens and hopefully speculate some more and have some of that fun because I like speculating. It's a good time. Uh, so big, big news. Is our last buzz item, the first one that Rhino tried to get us to jump off with, but that's okay. Surprise. You're fine. Um, so, Universal officially has a new park added to the Universal Orlando, well, not Universal Orlando family, but the Universal family of Comcast NBC Universal, and that's Universal Studios Japan. Ooh, like anybody okay. could recognize that picture as being from Japan. Well, it is. That's, that's their entrance. Um, I thought that was ours, to be honest. Comcast just bought the majority ownership of Universal Studios Japan. So now they have a 51% stake in the park. So they're in for some good stuff then. It's, oh yeah. Um, it, the whole deal was $1.5 billion, which doesn't seem no. like that high no. of a number at no. all. Especially since, didn't they commit to spending like something like a billion in each? in our area of the woods or something like that. I it was forget. more than that. It was like $4 billion or something. I mean, it just, that to me says, okay, you're, so now they want to get all the parks that they technically didn't own before, get them all under their umbrella. I didn't know they didn't and, own that one. Yeah, no, uh, that and Singapore, they all, I believe they don't own Singapore. They just, they have a stake in it. It goes even beyond this. For a while there, the park literally just licensed out the characters and their attractions. Um, originally, Comcast Universal owned a 24% stake in the park whenever it opened up, but then they sold all of their shares in 2007. Oh. So they had 0% stake in it. They were just literally licensing everything. Um, but now they want it back in the family, which could eventually start leading into tie-ins from you know stuff they have exclusively in Japan, start bringing that over here. And work into this whole new system. Uh, it cool. could be very exciting because they have this ownership now. Um, is uh, is the one in Japan the one with Harry Potter or is that the other one? Yeah, Japan had Forbidden Journey over there. Okay. So that was the second one that opened up. And You're right, yeah. Now Hollywood is coming up in March. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously it works both ways. Some of our stuff then will start getting expedited out in Japan as well too, but... Uh, now that they do own that stake, that means they're going to get more money from it as well besides what they just licensed out. And that's when things are really going to get interesting because Asia is essentially the number one place to go for theme parks right now in the world. Yeah. Um, it's where it's all at between Hong Kong Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Sea, Universal gonna... Japan, Singapore. Mm -hmm. um, what's the new Disneyland one that's opening up Shanghai. soon? Shanghai Disneyland. Yeah, I mean, this this is where the money is coming in because the Asian crowd loves going to the parks. Where's um? I'm sorry. Where where's the Universal that's in China? It's in Hong Kong. No, Singapore. It's Singapore. Okay, so I, I'm just I was just wondering. I'm just Singapore's in China, right? Uh, no, I don't want to be that guy who says this one. No, that is wrong. No, it's Malay. Singapore's off of Malaysia in Chinatown. Uh, Chinatown. Someone, Chinatown. someone, tell me where Singapore's at. I know that's where the other Universal Park is. I just don't know where Sing it's at. I thought Singapore was like its own, its own little. Is, is it China? its own little thing? It's China. China. Yeah. Nope. No. No. Nope. Steve. It's not China. Singapore is Singapore. 
Singapore is Singapore. Okay, that, that's what I thought. I thought it was a, its own little thing. By the way, Steve Porter's over here to my yeah, right. Yeah, our fact checker <laughs> is in the room. Way to go, fact checker. No, yeah. Um, it sounds like you just called cool. him a fat checker. Yeah, he checks my fat every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, he does that too. Um, nice and tight. It's, sometimes you just have to stay in check. You got tough um, jobs here when you're the new guy. But still, <laughs> oh God, we should have just quit while we were ahead on that one. Uh, it's booming. Uh, hopefully, lots of more money comes in because of it and goes into our domestic parks. And hopefully, we'll see I'd some cool okay stuff come over that. from their parks, too. So, Singapore is a country on itself. Yeah, I thought confirmed. so. Because I met, I met a girl at D23 from Singapore. Um, and she was a fan of the show. And, and if you're out you there know, listening, she was talking hello. about her whole country and not her... Well, I, I kind of thought that. I just you, I got pressured in there for a second. I don't know. In my high school... I failed my world. <laughs> well, in my high school, we had two choices. We could take U.S. government or you could take geography. Yeah. I took the U.S. government. I just said so. world geometry, by the way, if anyone heard me say that. World, world geometry. geometry. I'm just going to throw it out there, guys, that I'm too tired, so I couldn't even contribute. My brain isn't working. You know what? Maybe fine. maybe one day we'll make a we could put together a little segment about the universals that are out there in the world and do a quick rundown of all of them. That'd be something new. Yeah, like what do they have exclusively? Along with it. Yeah, and then we'll we'll do we'll be better people that way. I like that. <laughs> and we'll make others better. No, I like that idea. Yeah. Let's roll with it. So we there you go, guys. We apologize for not knowing. And Fantastic. At the See, same time. Good things come out of ignorance sometimes. Right? Uh, no. Sure. <laughs> That's gonna do it this week for the buzz. <laughs> I know that was a weak buzz section, but we literally haven't done a buzz in like a month. There's been no, no news coming out of Universal since like summertime. They got their Halloween Horror Nights. They're on, they're on fire right now. That's what's right now. Exactly. Um, but that's going to take us straight into our segment, something that is near and dear to my heart. And since I uh, produce this show and usually come up with the ideas, that's why I chose to do this. So I apologize that you guys have to... I also you know, enjoy this thing. So I don't care okay. what you enjoy. Okay. <laughs> just just run the controls. <laughs> All right, Jerry. Run the controls and talk every now and then. See, you are Jerry. Mm, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am a massive fan. You know of... what I have to say to you? What? Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> I am a massive fan of Universal Classic Monsters. Uh, I mean, Universal as a whole, I, I should know my film history a little more, but... The studio is what it is today, in a large part due to those movies. And um, it, horror in general as a genre, the only reason why we have it and that it's at the amazing point that it is today in some movies, others not so much, is because of Universal in a general sense. And I mean, it all started with Lon Chaney Sr. doing his own makeup designs for uh, The Phantom of the Opera and The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And then you know that goes into creating iconic characters like Frankenstein, Dracula, all the way through the Wolfman with his son Lon Chaney Jr. and really propelling it into some of those bad, bad B movies in the 1950s. But then that led to an inspiration of people like Rick Baker and Stan Winston and all the huge special effects people out Dick there Smith. that really, yeah, they just really wanted to push the genre forward and get it in there. And it's all thanks to the Universal Classic Monsters. Therefore, whenever I step into a Universal Park, as much as I I love Harry Potter, um, I, I absolutely love Harry Potter. That's, I mean, that was my home at Universal while I worked there, and it will always be near and dear to me. And, you know, I love some of the classic movies like Blues Brothers and... and if we're talking Jaws, Universal e. movies, all of it. Yeah, I was just going to say Steven Spielberg's early library is pretty much exclusive to Universal, but then also you have Back to the Future. Yeah. Like, it, they have put out some... One of my favorite things that Universal does, it was, it was whenever they have a huge construction project, like when they were building Diagon Alley, you could walk along a construction walkway and they would have the posters of every movie they've, they've made, like... It was like one for every year or something. Oh, yeah, it was the one. Breakfast Club. I remember, and I always remember year. being like, "What? These are Universal!" Like, no, it's amazing. And then you'd get to, you know, you'd go through that wall, and then you get to American Pie, and you'd just be like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the weird that was Universal." <laughs> I get to Fast and Furious. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, again. But I mean, look, I'm not. I'm look gonna at me say, now. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock your your franchise because you're making a lot of money from yeah. it so good for you guys for investing no absolutely but uh in, in my sense it all started with universal classic monsters and that's one of the things that drives me and i love seeing 
any merchandise, any reference to them in the parks. And, uh, you know, Halloween is the best time of year to really get involved in that whole spirit. And uh, I'll even take it like going into Hollywood whenever we went to Hollywood for the well, whenever I went with you guys in mm-hmm. March and whenever you get into that big courtyard area with their meet and greet, which we still haven't done a meet and greet show. We still got to do that. There's one. another oh, one. Yeah. So two ideas, one show. Yeah. Well, that's, that idea has been, we'll pick it back up. We'll go meet some people. And I, but going out there and being able to see like, oh, you know, we have our certain characters that we have there, but then right in their big meet and greet square, they have a giant Frankenstein with green face and all and their Dracula and Beetlejuice all hanging out together and one giant hearse and you know cool stuff like that that I you know I wish we had those meet and greets here but we do have a lot of cool things especially currently at this time of year so this one's going to be dated a little bit after it won't really apply next Halloween as much but for right now it is perfect the way it is what i said we don't know this could be a big hit and maybe we'll get a classic monster house next year that'd be cool fingers crossed yeah i liked it the last time it came around and uh so we are going to jump straight into this and we're going to talk about five of the best ways to get your classic monster fix and starting off at Number this is in five. no particular order. This oh. is just Darn, actually as I it is say kinda, number five. We'll go in number five, <laughs> but this isn't the solid number five. Actually, no. This is God. Yeah, this is the solid number five. Number five should be Beetlejuice. Oh, you did put these in that thing. Okay. Yeah, did I tried to put them in order. Beetlejuice's graveyard mashup, um, which we still haven't done we as a need group to watch. yet. Yeah, we still yeah. need to go and do it as a group and watch it. I've seen the show before too. Um, uh, it's you're either a Beetlejuice fan. A Beetlejuice graveyard review slash mass up fan, or you're not. I was going to say I'll stop you right there because I'm a massive Beetlejuice movie fan. Yeah, of course. Oh no, I am too. I love Beetlejuice. That's it's coming up on my must watch list. very soon here. Um, but the show in general, yeah, it's you know it's all the that wide range of songs being mashed up, and uh, you will find some of the classic monster characters in it, like Frankenstein's in it, the Wolfman's in it, Dracula's in it. But these aren't these aren't your uh, normal, typical idea of universal monsters in this show. This is stylized versions of them that are downright awful, like the show itself. Uh, one of the few out there that are so bad, it's just plain bad. Um and again, I'm sorry for all those people out there who love this show. Well, this I is just, this is also a reworked version of this show because, like, yeah. years ago when I was a kid, this is not the same. Uh, this is not the same show that was there when I was a kid. I believe it's gone through four iterations. The first show that was ever in that theater was a Fievel American Tale show, and then that left whenever Kid Zone came, so they could make the whole Fievel the play uh, area play area and that's whenever Beetlejuice ended up being in the section and it's yeah it's gone through different changes throughout the years uh graveyard review and graveyard mashup are the only two I've seen both have always been ick in my mind <laughs> but um it is a place to get your classic monster fix until uh probably next week whenever they shut it down I'm joking. That's not going to come until after Horror Nights. Say, but oh, now another thing I got to run and take my kids to. Oh, remember, they they are closing it down as okay. part of Fast and you know Furious. So. I got a proposal here. We go and do the Beetlejuice show and then go do our dining review. There we go. That's actually a good idea. We'll try to there you kill go. two birds with one stone. Okay. Yeah. And we'll yeah, keep all it very these segments. morbid like that, too. <laughs> I'm just making... That's what an associate producer does. They come up with these ideas. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it took you so long to... Uh, I was holding back intentionally. But it took so long to get you to actually come up with the good ideas. Um, number four, which should have been number five, except for the fact that um, the fact that Beetlejuice is just that bad. Number four, I would say going to Halloween Horror Nights 25 this year. Uh, yes. It is loaded with classic monsters. So uh, yes. the one place you're definitely going to see them is right off the bat. If you go to Jack Presents, as JL and I and Rhino have all recommended that you do. five years of Monsters and Mayhem. And they do have a haunted, uh, or wow, a classic monster section in this house. And Frankenstein is one of the best parts of it. Oh, yeah. Whenever he comes. I love oh. that part. Yeah, he just comes out of this like boiler room, but it's mm-hmm. loud what? and it's scary. 
Did he not? You did you miss, miss him? Yeah, I. How can you it, miss I don't him? remember He's that like twelve feet tall. Well, I, I was. I was really focused on the fact that this is the house that Jack comes out, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was really focused on the fact that a giant murder clown was about to come out at me, and I have real issues with clowns. So oh, there's a like a I, black and white boiler room. Oh. Oh. I, sometimes I red too. Okay. Am I allowed to say this? Are we spoiling it if I say? I don't it? think we're spoiling okay. it. Okay. And he comes out from he's you don't know what's in there, and you're you're kind of looking at it like, well, what is going on in this space? And then when you've got your head kind of all stuck in there, then he comes out from around this corner with oh oh wait i, I kind of remember but remember when i went we did have issues with like this was the house that we had issues with not there weren't we had enough, bad timing yeah there weren't we they weren't scared and the the we didn't see any jack so this this is one this is one on my list that i i'd like to make another trip just yeah. specifically to see this house so but go on sorry. no i mean you start off with frankenstein in that and then the wolf man's in there too there's this corridor just that's black with several holes, and the wolf man jumps out, and then, uh, then Bride you take a couple more seats. Yeah, Bride of Frankenstein pops out, and I love her. Okay, and are we going to be? I, I want to. I'm going to let you finish talking about the house, but are you going to be talking about the scares? Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, okay. that's what I was going to say. I've we'll got wait, we'll other wait. pictures. Yeah, and we'll then wait. you then you go into a clock tower, and you even have like a Quasimodo character mm-hmm. in there from Hunchback. That. It's. It, Dracula pops out too. It mm-hmm. is a small, small section of this massive house, but it packs you with pretty much all the monsters in and one it's very swoop. Well done. But if you want to get your even bigger uh, monster fix, we talked about it before um, on the Halloween Horror Night shows. But the Carrie Dian, uh, mm-hmm. the scare zone that's over in San Francisco at the movie theater, the whole black and white section is nearly exclusive. Universal classic monster characters. Now, did you realize that this actually shifts depending on what time of the yes. day you're going through? Okay. Yeah, it it goes back and forth. The black and white section is all your classic monsters. the The colors section is a it's lot of characters. The, they're the from more the cult classic like Chucky, horror films, yeah. newer yeah. ones, yeah, more modern ones. Chucky, uh, Chucky's Bride, whatever Jennifer Tilly in that awful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie is. One yeah, of them. Jason's walking around out there. Mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger's walking around there. Uh, uh, Characters from The Purge, The Strangers. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot of characters out there, but the black and white section is the one Very that you have cool. to hit. Yeah, and they have the thing hang um, up on the side of the disaster building where it looks like old film footage. Yeah, um, flitting by. They did just. Uh, it's good. Oh, it's good perfect. Job. Good and job. The, awesome musical choices in there, and I, I like the broad range of characters too because you forget about a lot of them. Like they even. Uh, I mean, yeah, you have Frankenstein walking around. No, but you have Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, you have Dr. Frankenstein. And, I mean, Bride of Frankenstein's in there. And, again, I love her. I would marry her if I wasn't marrying (laughs) Kylie. I would just marry a corpse. Um, A living corpse. All right. You can always have a themed (laughs) wedding and Kylie can dress up as the bride. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. (laughs) Um but then the wolf man is out there too. Always mm-hmm. love me some good wolf man. The invisible yeah. man. The invisible man is absolutely probably my favorite one in here because he walks around. He's great at taking pictures. Oh, so that's I don't, who that was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because if he unraveled, then nothing would be there. Well, that's what I was wondering how they. Okay. No, and then now I understand. I just had a moment. Go yeah, ahead. you will even see. Uh, they take this one a little forward since they're using black and white. You'll even see. Um, You'll see Norman Bates dressed up as mother, walking around there oh, too, holding man. the knife. I would, that would have been a good one. To uh, see. The mummies there, the pharaohs, like it's Frankenstein. This, you said, yeah, yeah. This is just a perfect, perfect scare zone. And from what I saw, they've really gone away from just flat out trying to scare in the scare zone and embracing the fact that people really want to meet and take pictures with these characters. Yes and no. Okay, so this was my experience. Okay, I'm interested. <laughs> um, I I mentioned on a previous show about how I'm a magnet for these people because they can tell that I'm afraid, and so they just get me. And then as I'm running from one, then another one will get me from you know, where I'm running to, and I kind of like ping-pong through the street. But um, there was... Um, a there was a clown with a chainsaw and I wanted to get his picture and he let me get so close enough I thought I was going to get the picture and then right as I was about to snap it he started running at me and so I couldn't 
take the picture. Um, I mean, I got this pic, this blurred picture of me running away. Then he called me back. Oops, excuse me while I make loud noises in the studio. Um, then he got. Then he told me to come back and that he would stay still to take the picture. So I sort of came back, but I was really tentative and scared about it. And um, I did get the picture that time, but I immediately ran away, even though he didn't chase me that time. So and and I had that experience sort of with a couple of the characters in the asylum section. It happened again where the girl kind of stopped enough for me to take her picture, and then when she thought I once she thought I had taken it, then she lunged at me, and that was a, yeah. I had a hard time. Well, yeah, definitely at some of them, but for the black and white characters, the classic monsters, they were nice. Absolutely, they they have been the nicest. I've gotten my picture with almost all of them now, except for Wolfman. He was a jerk on the first night, and we talked about it, and I. I will keep talking about it until he knows that he wouldn't. He ruined my night. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, even to kind of then maybe we just need to be leery of clowns with chainsaws. Yes. Well, I think that's I think just that's a good general life rule. Advice. <laughs> yeah. Period. Never trust a clown with a chainsaw. Um, and I'll kind of throw in a different one to since Halloween Horror Nights will only be here so long, same with Beetlejuice, to substitute in for both of those. Um, if you're ever here during Universal Cinematic Spectacular at night, there is their classic section. Uh, I don't have a picture okay. or anything of this one, but I just kind of thought of it as we were sitting here. I completely ignored it uh, year-round whenever they play that show. You can see uh, a classic monster section in that one, too, which is always nice. It's a great show. It really, it, I thought of it whenever we were talking about all the different movies of Universal. That's where it dawned on me. Is there a video stupid. of that on the site that they could check out? Yeah, there is video of it on the site. So I will, I guess I could put a, a link in the I, show notes. I, I don't even need to put a link. I can just embed the video in there. You should. I Let's could. all watch that video. Yeah. Oh. It's a good video. I like it. Um, so we are going to move on to number three. Number which, three. Number three. I don't remember. So uh, it's, Rhino, it's pictures of. I'm going to show you the picture. Okay. Okay. You tell me. We're going to test Craig's knowledge. Boom. Okay. Yeah. This is inside the horror makeup show. Uh, so the show itself, um, obviously, yeah, it's it's all about how they do the makeup and some of the more creative special effects for uh, horror movies in general, and including all movies, but. The show itself is in really that much based around the classic monsters. Uh, there's Wolfman references, uh, the awful Benicio del Toro one, and uh, American Werewolf one, London ones. But the the pre-show area, the lobby that you wait in before you go into the main show, this is just packed full of memorabilia, some of the coolest stuff. Um, and it kind of even represents the start of it. So it shows some of the molds and uh, the the plaster that was used in designing some of the earliest creatures that Lon Chaney Sr. went through. And then, it, of course, it dives into Frankenstein, and you can see busts of Frankenstein with tons of information. And Frankenstein's shoes and, oh, I love me some Frankenstein. And uh, it, it, it doesn't just go all the way through the classics it even i mean it continues into well yeah i sorry i forgot about the wolf man and the creature from the black lagoon but then it does go beyond all of that and then it goes into psycho and um some of the more sci-fi movies and then on the other side of the room that's whenever you'll find like a an actual velociraptor kind of maquette that you can take a picture with and uh some jaw stuff it, it really does a good job of showing off Universal's history with horror movies and especially the classic monsters. And even if you don't want to watch the show, I highly recommend to just walk into this area and go around and look at it. I've said it multiple times on this show. Uh, this is one of my best places to escape the heat and go in and cool down and just kind of look at all these little cool items that you won't see anywhere else. Cool so, beans. I have to, do, I do have to get to that one. Too. You haven't done it's that a good yet. show. Mm-mm. It's, it's a fun show. No, oh, JL. Oh my gosh, hey, we have so much to do. You got me running around to these other things. We'll get it done. Okay. We'll add it on to the list. Okay. Check it off. To the Monster Mash. No, yeah, the Monster Mash. That should have been our special theme music this week. Or or the Monster uh, the Monsters theme song. I would have settled for that too. Okay. Um so number two is That's the Adam's family chair. Oh, you know, yeah. it's still I, it's a really unusual picture. Do you want me to show you the picture? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Hollywood Drive-In Mini Golf. 
Oh, not yeah. the Hollywood Drive. Yeah, the Hollywood Drive in mini golf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't golfed here before, um, one I can understand because it is expensive. It's expensive. Pricey. It's yeah. probably the most expensive mini golfing you can do in it's Orlando. Like Seventeen to twenty dollars. Yeah, for- they they run a lot of discounts. Uh, you'll see it on Groupon. Even a lot of times they'll do the two for one. Which even then, whenever it's like. 17 bucks that's still expensive for two people to go mini golfing mm-hmm. um i guess it's not it should be like but. five dollars and that's it uh, with our <laughs> annual passes at disney world we can do those courses for i think seven so i think that's i think eight bucks a person so yeah one dollar less than 17 but that's still one dollar less <laughs> every dollar counts um so, yeah, there's two sections to this mini golf course. Uh, each one is a separate course with 18 holes. Uh, the one side is all sci-fi related. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see a lot of this while you're moving on their walkway systems, and you can see this really well by the main road. And, and then the other side. Cool. Oh, it, it's amazing. I, I've done each side once, and okay. that's the only uh, – yeah, I just can't pay that kind of money to do yeah. it over and over. But then the other side is the – kind of the scary movie side to it and there are little pop-ups from some of the classic monsters like there's a a, one of the holes is a creature from the black lagoon oh stop it where it's like you'll you'll hit it and then as you have to walk down to where your ball is and you have to like walk by the water he'll jump up and spit water out at you that's and you know there's there's a lot of just like random ghosts oh yeah no, it's it's a very cool golf course. It's very there's some really high tech moments as long as they've kept it up. It's been years since I've done it. Um, I got an idea for another segment. <laughs> <laughs> when will these ideas end? <laughs> They'll never end. Put them on the payroll and look what happens. <laughs> they all come out there, but I oh my gosh, I love I love this golf course. If it only it was cheaper. Um there's all these little moments that, I mean, yeah, it's all very cartoon stylized. So, again, it's not like walking through the HHN scare zone and seeing characters like that. It's just little nods that really add to the experience, especially when you're, uh, you can't do this course, at either of the courses, in the daytime. You have to do this at night. It was designed to Ironically, do it at night this with all the special lighting. Picture is daytime. And, well, that is a picture. From Universal that I couldn't pass up because... It's a cool picture. Well, yeah, it's an awesome picture. So, uh, and it'll be in the show notes or something. I don't know. Who do you think is winning? I'm sick of putting stuff in the show notes. Bride of Frankenstein, obviously. Of course. Dracula looks pretty cocky right now. Well, Wolfman, I don't know how the heck he hit his ball up there, but it's (laughs) not really going to help him. Um, That's how I mini-golf. First off, Dracula's outside in the daytime. What's yeah, up with that? Yeah. Uh, this Frankenstein, is not canon. Not canon. His, uh, his club isn't long enough. So, yeah, clearly that has to be Bride of Frankenstein. I'm glad we could decide this right now. See? All right. And the final, number one place to get your classic monster fix. Number one. At the Universal Monsters Cafe. Now, obviously, you, you see this if you're walking through the production central into hollywood section of the park or if you're trying to find transformers it, it stands out to you especially the giant spinning it's hard top to of, miss those monsters up on top spinning around oh yeah and i mean it's great because you get a little frankie fix and then you get a little uh, creature from the black lagoon mm-hmm. fix and a, a little bit of uh wolfman all there wolfman i believe he's holding a pizza which <laughs> is be. just oh, yeah. comical in so many ways. I mean, you can't make this What's stuff up. What's the creature have? He's got shrimps. Um, He's got shrimps. <laughs> He's got shrimps. Is that a kebab? What is that? <laughs> I think they're shrimps. Shrimps. Uh, so, but then you look at it on the outside, you might think it's a little hokey. Um, the food inside is not great, but if you have not been inside to see it's the decor cool of this to restaurant, see the inside, yeah. This is probably my second favorite restaurant. Beside, after the Harry Potter ones, then probably being inside this place mm-hmm. because it is just jam packed full of memorabilia and mm-hmm. in little moments. So each room that you can sit in is uniquely themed at the same time. So, like, there's this one wall that's just wooden all the way across, except right at the top, you'll notice the word Rita. And that, of course, that's the ship from Creature of the Black Lagoon. So the whole wall and that whole section is all devoted to creature. And then, you know, there's a, a section based solely on the mummy that's 
really dark, bright red. There's a Dracula section, too, with a, a beautiful portrait of Bela Lugosi as Dracula just hanging up in there and really eerie to eat in this whole place. And then my favorite in the back corner of the room is just this, like, Frankenstein shrine with, a, a of course, a movie loop having to play because uh, no good restaurant is without uh, movie screens. Something to entertain you. That's why I eat at Fast Food Boot. Fast Food Boulevard all the time. Um, Fast Food Boulevard. Uh, Again, the food here is not, it's not good. Um, Maybe they've gotten better. It's not, but it's quick. And if you've got kids and you just need to stick something in their stomach, it's a fun place for them to sit. And and it's it's one of the dining uh, when they've got lots to look at while they're there. The I'm pointing at my bracelet because I don't think it's a bracelet, but um, the dining plan, whatever. This yeah. used to be like a go-to place whenever we would do the dining plan. Yeah, no. It's also really good for conversation starters. That's what I found out with my kids. Yeah. So what's that? And where'd that come from? And then you start talking about fun, old, scary movies. There's a wonderful picture opportunity right there in the front, in the middle. You can go sit in the electric chair, yeah. get your photo there. Well, and it even goes beyond that. Then as soon as you walk into the door, you know you're in a cool place. Because on your right, there's a life-size Frankenstein in the window. And then on the opposite side, there's a wolfman hidden in the trees. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't say it enough. This is the the one of the best themed restaurants if they ever took this out i would cry if they changed the menu i would be just thrilled. fine with that i would be ecstatic. <laughs> yeah they can do that but um this this is universal it's some of their best and this this thing's been there essentially since park opening i believe i think so yeah so it's i i don't know if it's gone through renovations or anything like that but my god it's fuel of classic monsters go buy food at the leaky cauldron, take it over here and sit and eat and just <laughs> yeah. soak it all in. Or Fast Food Boulevard. That the too. Boulevard. <laughs> that's what they changed it to for Halloween. <laughs> so that's the list of the top five. However, we do have one Fun. short uh, honorable mention because uh, no great opportunity to a theme park would be complete without shopping experiences. Shopping. And so that's why you have to hit the film vault because they do have a tiny little corner dedicated to some of the classic monster apparel you can get basically every funko pop final that is done they're way overpriced in the parks so don't buy those um is demand lower prices your shirt i actually got this shirt in hollywood last year before they brought it over to florida but mm-hmm. now yeah you can get this shirt as well and there's some lady handbags i like some this other frankenstein shirt here. shirts um they used to have wallets that had the design on my shirt and on those purses they had wallets that you could buy with those too but they're out of stock the purse right is now. right there oh the purse had the wallets. wallet oh the wallet okay i see you don't want the purse i got you uh, no i i mean as, as much as i love a, a good men's purse um nurse yeah i would rather <laughs> have a wallet i know where that joke came from seinfeld no, no, it was, was in Friends. Friends. Joey. Joey's. Well, no, that's because the unisex Rachel, bag. However, yeah, there's also an episode of Seinfeld where uh, Jerry has oh, yeah. the purse yeah. and a fur coat. And since we were on the Seinfeld kick, that's why I went with the Seinfeld. That's true. Yeah, sorry. Fine. We just derailed us. Um, yeah, so you can get any classic monster apparel that you might want there. Well, what they have. And then if that you shop want more, then you'll in general, there. is like one of my favorites to go in because it's got like the Back to the Future stuff. You get good Jurassic Park stuff in there. It's all fun stuff. It's the only shop I really go into anymore besides the Wizarding World ones. Yeah. It's that and then Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Quakey Mart. I mean, I'm, I know what I like and I hit it over and I over know again. What I like. But that's going to do it for uh, this segment. So I hope you enjoyed. And if you're not in the Halloween spirit yet, you still got 30 more days to get there. Um, get yourself some orange Oreos. Get okay. yourself in the mood. There you go. And buy some Count Chocula, Booberry, Frankenberry, all those great uh, breakfast cereals. Now you're talking. Well, that's, I'm already going on box number two of Count Chocula. I'm so. so proud. And then I'll stock up on about like four more boxes that typically expire uh, by like, you know, April. But I just keep eating them until mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. gets up to, um, yeah, it's, I, I'm weird. I'm bad <laughs> like this. Um, but yeah, so uh, I hope everyone out there enjoyed the episode. Guys, thanks for uh, participating in this and giving us some great conversation that I hope people liked out there. Um, if you have any ideas for segments... Uh, because you're, you know, 
don't let Rhino beat you to the punch with all of them. Uh, feel free to email us, email us, pod, UO podcast at disunplugged.com. Uh, and you can find that email address if you didn't write it down on our show notes page, which is at disunplugged.com. Uh, just find the blue universal section. That's us. We're there. And from there, you know, uh, I don't know, actually. I don't know. Just had a mini, uh, not a reminder. Oh, yeah, the contact page. That's where you can find out more information about all of us. Rhino's got to get added to the contact page. Yes, That's, please. Uh, I think my contact my information needs to be altered. I don't even have a picture. <sighs> okay, I've got work to do, obviously, <laughs> on this contact page. I will make sure all the contact information is correct at some point in time. But you can, of course, uh, leave us a voicemail there, too. Uh, Pete will eventually change the password for that so we can access the voicemails <laughs> and get to some of those ones that disappeared into the great beyond i was gonna sing the rem song at that time. Um, <laughs> but yeah that's that's the hub for all of the information regarding the show good place to watch the show i uh, remember to subscribe to us on itunes on uh, youtube like everything we do please leave us comments feedback uh hit the thumbs up thumbs down whatever reviews 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 we like it we pay attention to it i promise we do rhino just stares at it day in and day out mm-hmm. um, but again thank you everyone out there we <laughs> we couldn't do it if it wasn't for you uh, supporting us. So thank you very much. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. We will be back next week with a- another episode. But remember, until then, monsters are universal. Universal.